We live in a world right now where multiple income sources is a must, not a nice to have, a must. And unfortunately, many of you or many people have learned this the hard way in the last couple of months. Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another Money Monday episode of For the Love of Money. We are going to talk about the three phases of wealth building because I think a lot of times people don't realize what phase they are in. And you have to know where you're at before you can understand where to go. So this is going to be massively valuable to you. So as I record this, we're going through a really challenging time in this COVID economy, crisis economy, whatever you want to call it. I mean, we've had 36 million jobs lost so far in the past two months. And this has, rightfully so, brought on a lot of financial fear in people, possibly even you who's listening right now. You know, people are scared that they may end up without any money, or they're afraid that they won't figure out a way to go earn money again, or at least enough money for that matter. And yes, I get it. These are very real situations and very real fears but they can also be quite temporary. As a matter of fact, they are temporary. Nothing stays the same. It's always getting better or it's always getting worse, right? So let's understand where we're at and what we have to do so that we can single-handedly make it better. Because you see, having no money isn't the scary part. Not having money is not the scary part. It's having no empowerment around how to earn, plant, and grow money that's scary. Think about that. It's not the actual having of no money that's scary. I've been there before, so I'm not like just speaking from something that's conceptual right now. No, it's having no empowerment around how to earn, how to plant, and how to grow your money that's scary. It's the lack of controlling your destiny that's scary. It's a lack of feeling like you have a say in it or like you are in control that's scary. But it doesn't have to be that way. Not if you understand the three phases of wealth building which are awareness, creation, and magnification. Awareness, creation, and magnification. Now, all of you are in one of these three phases. I'm going to explain them to you quick so you can kind of figure out where you're at. So let's summarize these. Awareness. This is the awareness of, I want to have more. Or for some of you, I need to have more. Or, holy shit, I broke. Like, I desperately need more. The whole point is awareness tells you exactly where you're at right now. And usually it's the worst feeling of the three phases, but it's the most valuable because without knowing exactly where you're at or having that urgency or having your back against the wall, you will not take the actions to go create the kind of lifestyle that you want. So many of you are here right now in awareness, or many of you have been stuck here for a long time in awareness, the desire of a better life, the desire of there's got to be a different way. The desire of, I want more for my family or my loved ones, or I want more security. And others of you, you have suddenly found yourself here right now in the past couple of months because of this huge shift in the economy. It doesn't matter how you got here or how long you've been here. 
you're now entering a brand new horizon of possibilities because you understand one of three phases that you are in, and that's awareness. Now, caution. Sometimes awareness can just be a perception or an exaggeration because you are desiring a much better life than you have right now. Now, there's nothing wrong with this. I desire an even more abundant life than I have right now. I actually highly encourage this. But the reason I say it's a perception or an exaggeration is because you cannot let it make you feel like you're broke just because you're comparing your life to somebody else's life where you really want to be. There's a huge difference between broke and desiring more. I mean, broke is broke. Broke is like, I need to scramble to pay the rent. Broke is I need to scramble to put some food on the table. Desiring more might mean you're living paycheck to paycheck, but it's been consistent. Or you might have a little bit of savings or a little bit of abundance, but it's certainly not giving you the the very fruitful and wildly secure life that you want. So don't get caught up in feeling broke just because you're desiring more, which by the way, desiring more is very healthy and perfectly okay, especially if you're going to put yourself into action and go to the next level, but don't sit there and feel broke. So number one was awareness. You have this awakening, this awareness of where you're at and the awareness of something needs to change. Number two, this is the fun one, creation or aka earning or learning to create more income. Creation is the fun phase. And unfortunately, it's the phase that a lot of people think gets them wealthy. You know, from your very first job or your first lemonade stand or that first deal you made on the playground, you're starting to learn about the creation of wealth. Now, the problem with the creation phase is that people think they're creating wealth by creating more income. And they're not. This is the trap, guys. Let me repeat this. People think they're creating wealth by creating more and more and more income, but they're not. They're creating a larger shovel to do the work. Creating more income is just creating a bigger tool because income is the tool in which you use to build future wealth or real wealth. A large income in itself is not wealth because it could go away at any time. Don't believe me? It's happened to me before in the last financial crisis. I had a great big income for the time and for the area I lived in, and it went away overnight. And it's gone away for tens of millions of people, not just in the last couple of months, but throughout history. This is such a big breakthrough for many of you. A large income is something to be proud of, but it's not wealth. It's just a larger tool than the next person has in order to do the work that is needed to do in order to become truly wealthy. People think that they're wealthy because they have this great big income and they start acting like it. And this is where it all falls apart because the income dries up or the income dips or you lose a client and they suddenly realize that they haven't created wealth at all. Instead, they had just created temporary income. Now, during the creation phase, you need to think of the income coming in as seeds. And of course, the more seeds you have coming in, the better. And out of these seeds, you have to balance out living a good life while planting a large and responsible portion of them because it's the planting of the seeds that actually creates wealth. And this is where most people get stuck and blow it. They spend, they consume all of the seeds instead of planting them to grow. Even worse, people get stuck here because 
They spend more effort on trying to increase their income, aka they spend more effort and energy on trying to increase the number of seeds they're earning instead of spending a large portion of your time and energy on where to plant them and when to plant them so that they can turn into the crop, which is the real wealth. Do not blow the seeds. Protect the seeds. Plant the seeds. Covet the seeds. Live on some of them. But the seeds are the gold, guys. So while we're talking about income creation in this phase two, we live in a world right now, and I've taught this for a couple of years. We live in a world right now where multiple income sources is a must, not a nice to have, a must. And unfortunately, many of you or many people have learned this the hard way in the last couple of months. So here's the rule of thumb. I'll repeat it for you if you haven't heard it before. The rule of thumb is this. When it comes to income, you must create enough income sources and live your life in a way so that if any one of them went away today, you would not have to change your lifestyle at all tomorrow. Let me repeat that. Your ultimate goal is to create enough income sources and live your life in a way that if any one of them went away today, you would not have to change your lifestyle tomorrow. That's where you have to get yourself. I mean, can you imagine how handy that would have been when the COVID economy hit and everything got shut down? So if you need multiple income sources, then how do you build them? Well, listen, I've got countless podcasts that you can go back and listen to teaching this, countless programs, countless masterminds, all of those things. But the punchline is this. You build one income source and you put everything you've got into it until it has so much momentum, so, until you've taken it so deep that you then and only then reinvest the lessons, the income, the money, the audience, the momentum, the, everything that you have from that first income source into building the second one. And because you're reinvesting all those things into building the second one, the second one goes quicker. So then what do you do with the second one? Same thing. You take it so deep and you get it so much momentum and you do not go on to that third one until you are able to reinvest the lessons, the audience, the momentum, the contacts, everything that you have from the second one into the third one. And then the third one goes out much quicker. And so on and so on and so on until you have the number of income sources that you care to have. And there's a secondary rule of multiple income sources too, by the way. The secondary rule is to make sure that at least one of them is 100% in your control from start to finish. Think about this. You need to make sure that at least one of your income sources doesn't count on someone else you know, creating your product for you, doesn't count on somebody else um, you know, being, uh, distributing the product to you, doesn't count on somebody else setting up rules for you, doesn't count on an algorithm that you don't have control on, doesn't count on anything. You need to make sure that at least one of these income sources, you have 100% control from start to finish. And then the third rule to multiple income sources is that you must make sure at least one of them is passive or residual, meaning it'll continue to print money even while you are not working it. I've got an episode, I forget which episode number it is on, that goes deep on multiple income sources if you want to go back and, and just search for it in the search box. Now, if phase one is awareness and phase two is creation, then that brings us to phase three of wealth building. And that is magnification. Magnification. This is where you're actually doing true wealth building. This is where you actually realize that the income didn't make you rich. The income was just the seeds, no matter how big it was. 
and you needed to plant them to grow crops because wealth comes from the crops. So this begs the question then, in what order should you invest your money and where? Well, listen, I'm not a financial advisor and I'm not giving you investing advice, but I am happy to share a few observations from my own personal life and more importantly, observations I've made by interviewing a few hundred at this point, millionaires, billionaires, and experts at this point. So first of all, most of the wealth building and investing advice that you've been following is outdated and flat out wrong. Doesn't work in today's society. Not your fault. You were raised on it. It was taught to you by people who loved you, but weren't qualified to teach on this. They were just regurgitating middle-class advice that was outdated and passed down to them from a place of love and caring about you, thinking they were doing the right thing. And by the way, save the hate mail. There's nothing wrong with the middle-class advice until you realize that the middle-class is a disappearing class and that we are close to only having a struggling class of poverty or the wealthy and nothing in between. And there's also nothing wrong with middle-class advice until you realize that you want more than just getting by. Because most of you listening to this, you want more than just getting by. And that's the sheer definition of the middle class. A lot of people think that poverty is just getting by and it's not. Poverty is being unable to get by. Poverty is always balancing food versus rent. The middle class is get a house over your head, get a car for each person who needs transportation, slowly build that 401k, and time it all just right so that everything barely gets pulled off by the end. But we all know that's not real life because disasters happen. Heck, we're living through one right now. And so advice like run out and buy your home right away, as early as you can. It's the best investment you'll ever make. God, I hope not for your case. It's horrible advice. In fact, go listen to episode 267 I did, Rent Versus Buy, where I break down mathematically proving why this is bad advice. And I'm not anti-homeownership. I'm anti-rush out and buy a home right away. In that episode, episode 267, I actually tell you when you should buy. Here's some more bad advice. Invest your 401k right away. Put as much as you can in there. It's pre-tax dollars. Even while you have debt out there. It's dumb. I know people paying 20% on credit cards and only getting 6% return on their 401k. That math doesn't add up to me. Or rush out and invest in whole life insurance because term is like you're renting. Whole is an asset. Dumb. One of the worst, most inefficient vehicles out there. Go to college, you get a good job, earn a good income, get a good retirement. Dumb. Outdated. In my opinion, the order on how or of which you invest your money is this. First and foremost, in yourself. Pile that money into yourself and into your business. I want you to become the leanest, meanest income producing machine that you possibly can because it makes all the other future goals that much easier. Right? If you're making 100 grand a year or if you're making a million dollars a year, the million dollars a year makes the other goals a lot easier. So, first and foremost, you make yourself the leanest, meanest, most confident, most proficient business building machine, income producing machine on the planet, you and your business. That's the first place you put your money. Then the second place, any and all unsecured debts. Pay those off after you got the money machine up and printing. 
then the third place, then you start investing because now you're going to be making a lot more. You have more to invest in efficient retirement and future goal funds. Then after that, if you want property, you first buy income producing properties. Then after that, with all of the crop that is being produced from these seeds that you are now creating, then you can go on and buy a home that you own if you want. And only after that can you start investing in people's companies and start investing in hedge funds and start doing some of the riskier, quote, home run stuff that you're not qualified for in most cases right now. Guys, the problem is we're all running around, not even aware of these three phases of wealth building. And the worst case scenario is if we have any awareness around it, we're following outdated, antiquated advice that doesn't work in today's world. So these are, in a very high-level summary, these are the three phases of wealth building. And I know that every single person listening has work to do because I know I still have work to do. We're actually never done with these. What I do hope is this. I hope that you identified where you're at. Either you're in the awareness phase or you're in the creation phase or congrats, you're in the magnification phase, which is where I want you all to get. And by the way, there's no right or wrong place to be right now. You just have to know where you're at on the map before you can know where to go next. And if you want a true roadmap of how to think and how to act with money, I have a free, literally free video training series that goes way more into depth on some of these topics that I flirted with above. You can go get that at fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash free, right? That's the keyword. There's the best price in the world, free. Fortheloveofmoney.com forward slash free. Get into that free video training series. You're going to get a lot more in-depth training on some of these concepts that I mentioned above. It's a good place to start. And if you have a small business that's struggling, by the way, don't forget this. My wife, Lori, and I started a small business grant. We set aside $20,000 that we're giving, spreading out over to 20 businesses. And we're going to refill those coffers if we have to. So if that's the case, if you're struggling with a small business that you own and you want one of our grants, all you have to do is go apply. It's such an easy three-minute application. But go apply. By texting me the word grant at 310-421-0416. If you text me other things, I'm not going to know that you want the grant. But if you just text me the word grant to 310-421-0416, it's real easy. I just hit a quick respond and I send you the link so that you can apply for one of the 20 small business grants that were given out. Because the bottom line is this. The three phases of wealth building, we're all in one of them somewhere. And a lot of us got sent back to one or, or put into one because it's a crazy, crazy economy that we're going through together right now. But I want you to remember, number one, we're in this together. That's why Lori and I do the grant. We're in this together. And number two, this is not a time of loss. This is a time of shift where opportunity is shifted and you're going to shift and you're going to come out the other side in absolute success story. I know that you can. Because when you do, being a good person that you are, you know what'll happen. When good people make good money, they do great things. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. 
It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.